Hey everyone, this is Amazing Fantasy Football. I am Josh, and he is... Chris. And Chris, he is. How are you doing today, Chris? I'm doing great. I love Sunday mornings. Great, great. I I hate this Sunday morning so much. <laughs> um, as I told you before, I got woken up at before five by my upstairs neighbor. Yeah. They yeah. were they were um, herding elephants and uh, maybe doing some illegal activities. I don't know. I just quarter to five in the morning is is too late Seems or too odd. early for any for, for anything for any activity. So, yeah, I Agreed. yeah. <laughs> I've never actually met them, but I almost did this morning, and it wouldn't have been a very uh, pleasant meeting. Anyways, we're here today. We are Amazing Fantasy Football, and we are here to talk about some wide receivers today. Wide receivers 1 through 12 that finished this 2020 season. Uh, next week, we will talk about wide receivers 13 through 24. We got some interesting, definitely some interesting names on that list. And uh, sure. next, and then the week after that, we're going to do some tight ends. And after that, we'll kind of see. We have some... Um, some pokers in the fire, and we'll see what ideas we pull out. And your guess is as good as ours right now. So. <laughs> I'm actually kind of excited about those segments, though, because I mean, you've already fired off a couple off the top of your head of it, so terms of ideas. Uh, yeah, that and some Maybe of we'll them just... aren't, and some of them aren't so cliche-ish. You know what I mean? Like your typical off-season chatter. But uh, no, off-season is actually one of my favorite times. Uh, I'm a big personnel guy. I like the NFL draft very much. I like Dynasty uh, Fantasy very much. You are now in the Dynasty League that I'm in. Uh, so I'm super excited right, about that. Right here. Not going to uh, win this season. No, sir. But maybe in the future. You never know. That's all I'll say. But um, yeah, no, I'm excited about this show today because uh, I think wide receivers is a very uh, obviously we understand running backs are very important because of their scarcity but uh, wide receivers are very important because you have to parse through the guys that are putting up historic numbers what yeah, seems you, like every yeah, season you, gotta, you know you got to try and find those diamonds in the rough wide receiver value and the guys yeah. that and sometimes you just have to find the the right guy to hit on the right week too it's because it's so especially when we get into the um like next week's show of the guys 13 through 24 there's a lot of boom bus on the on there right, and right. this week we have this week we have a lot more you know every week starters obviously they're the top 12 wide receivers everything so you know the guys on next week's show and even moving forward are going to be like you're going to have to kind of t either start them every week and take your lumps of their bad weeks or um you know maybe do a a bit of a rotation as far as your wide receiver two three sort of thing is almost like streaming. It's almost like streaming your oh, two three a little bit yeah your flex a little bit, your yeah. wide receiver two in your flex especially if you're talking yeah. full PPR which one of our big leagues uh, is a full PPR so it almost makes it a three receiver league in my opinion especially when you get so um, scared so much uh, shallow uh, at running back like you're almost better off starting a receiver yeah. there. Because you can't find an RB three, if you will. Um, so I just think the receivers are very significant in that way. Well, maybe you can't. I certainly have well, been, yeah. been that league. Well, you also lost um, one. Let's C let's lost a couple this season. It did, yeah. Mm -hmm. Let's let's start off with some some news that um, oh, I right. mean, it's it sounds like it's more or less said and done. Um, so I'm going. I, why don't you look up what what is going down with exactly with this trade, and while I say what's going on with it. Um, you know, like who's getting what in the trade? Can you look oh, that up for me? Last I heard, it was 
Um, anyway, so it sounds like it sounds like the Lions and the Rams are doing a quarterback swap, and the Lions are getting a draft haul. Like they, it's there's okay. They're the the Rams are getting Stafford and the Lions. Oh wow! Yeah, twenty twenty one first round pick. Mm-hmm. The Lions are getting Goff. The Rams. The Rams' third pick this year, third round pick this year. Oh, they're their first round pick next year. Yeah, their first round pick the year after that. Like they, the Rams are giving up a lot for a going to a soon to be thirty three year old quarterback. And Goff was the number one overall pick too. I mean, hey, give credit to somebody who's willing to. Okay, cut cut your losses. Um, I think I think I think part of the Rams thing too, and the the one thing that the Rams are getting rid of with this trade is they're getting rid of golf salary, which they they have to sit back and behind closed doors admit that they gave him way too much money for absolutely no reason. It's still a trade though. So how many years does I, I don't know how many years Stafford has left in relation to how many years Goff two. had left? Huh? Two. Yeah, and Goff that has sounds right. That that. Oh really? He just got paid a year yeah. or two ago. He did, didn't he? Uh-huh. Two years, right after their Super Bowl. As as of the end of this regular season or whatever, the season's not over, but you know what I mean. That would have been two years ago, I think, because of what didn't happen last year. But you're right. No, so you're right. At least three or four left. Either way, it's also mm-hmm. a big number. A very wow. big number. But two two first. Now I did. I've half read a little uh, other comments of you know friends and or folks online. Um, that uh, they're mortgaging their future. I'm like, I'm not surprised. They've been aggressive since he got hired. The coach got the coach GM combination got hired. He's been they're, they're, an aggressive they're, guy. They're, I mean, they're giving up a lot. Mm-hmm. If this doesn't work out for them, these guys, everyone, that whole office, the front office, is getting just canned. Well, the important it is. I think they also like, realize today's and, and NFL think, is a they, is a what have you done for me lately league. So they're like. <clears throat> Right. We'll mortgage a little for the short term because it's in a more of an aggressive league. Does that make sense? Shorter turnaround? I, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, go ahead, though. Um, I think that their president or even the owner, whoever it is, is like, yeah, you better get a Super Bowl ring out of this. Or oh, yeah, no, it's <laughs> it's Super Bowl bust, no doubt. I am, I am definitely. On I don't, I don't there. even, th- I don't even know if it Super Bowl appearance move, is going absolutely. to cut it. It is, go- it is going to have to be a championship and nothing short of a championship. Otherwise, these guys. Are I'd say a Super Bowl appearance cost. at least. No, because they, they got some one out of Goff, and that's true. That's that true. Was, that's a good point. And Goff was terrible in that Super Bowl too. Like it was, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he was. That's that's why I didn't. That's why I didn't understand how he got a big contract. Anyways, let's let's talk yeah, about yeah. How, and, and like, we'll we'll how talk about him help? when we talk about Robert Woods too. So obviously, this doesn't this doesn't help um, Detroit whatsoever. It actually hurts just about everyone. They have the, the only mm-hmm. wide receiver they have on the uh, on under contract as of right now for twenty twenty one is their uh, third third or fourth round pick from last year's draft, Quintez Cephas. And Marvin Marvin Jones is also uh, nope free if you will yes yes he is an unrestricted free agent so is kenny galladay um this is going to be a completely different lions team i think next year dude i don't know yeah it's i don't and i don't think it's going to be for the better either i think it's i think there's going to be some definite growing pains next year oh uh, who's their coach 
Uh, I saw the interview. Of the, yeah, I saw the interview of the Philly guy. Wow, some uh, guy but, I've never heard of before. Exactly. To be honest, that's what I'm saying. It wasn't the Philly guy. I'm just saying uh, it's somebody very insignificant, and it's not a job anybody wanted. Uh, wow. Mm. I mean, the Texans is the worst job out there, but uh, that's that's on record by a not by source. <laughs> anyway, yeah, uh, Detroit's gonna be um, bad. They're gonna be bad for a couple years. Galladay's. That'll be interesting off-season stuff. Again, I'm a big fan of the NFL draft that ties straight into the off-season of the free agency and where guys like that will go. It's exciting. Yeah. Um, as far as the Rams, though, I mean, like that's this really has to help um, Cooper Cup and oh, yeah. Robert Woods a lot. They, I mean, they, and then the Rams just gave the, both those guys contracts. Like what? Like uh, Robert Woods. Was he last off season and Cooper Cup was the off season before? I think, or maybe they were both last off season. I forgive me if I, I'm meaning 2019. That a bit. 2019 was oh I'm sorry off season. Woods yeah Woods was like 20 like right before this past season. So in the 2020 off season, I think it was Robert Woods and I think Cup was 2019. Maybe they were both last off. Well, I Cup really don't a, remember. Cup had anyway, a bad regardless. Okay okay go ahead. Okay so regardless, um, they're both under contract for at least a couple years. Mm-hmm. And this is going to help Stafford a lot. Uh, uh, the only thing yeah. that the only thing that the Rams really need to do is they really need to make sure that offensive line gets better. They have next to no draft picks for the next forever. Um, they're, so they're going to have to take care of a lot in free agency. And I don't know how much like cap room they're going to have with, uh, you know, Jalen Ramsey and Aaron Donald and Stafford and Cup and Woods and. You know, these are all their like big contracts that I can remember off the top of my head. So sure, sure, yeah, I was going to bring up Donald. They're they're going they're really going scr- uh, stars and scrubs on this uh, with this team, you know. But I think I think they all realize uh, that it's a short term, I guess window. Uh, to yeah, use, most to, most to, windows to use most overused term. <laughs> well, I mean, most most Super Bowl windows are are short. That that's kind of what I was getting at yeah. earlier about the aggressive moves. So I, I I think I'm a Stafford fan. Both me and you are obviously. So I I'm super excited for him because I think this team, to your point, is only a how do I put it, a couple of personnel areas away from potentially being best but in the this, league. Like literally. Like but, I I think okay, Stafford's so, that good. And this okay, so you, oh, for sure. Defense. So here's a here's mm-hmm. an idea I just had. Um, so for the longest, or longest, I mean, like the last two three years, the Rams have really tried to be more of a running team, like uh, kind of more of a run first sort of team. Oh yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. When when available, you know, with Gurley, um, they were definitely kind of they were kind of doing that towards the end of last year when Cam Akers this past oh, season. Yeah. That is. yeah, we're definitely with we're Cam Akers into... kind of coming on. And we're getting um, some Robert Woods talk too. Yeah, like that's what I've got to say about Woods and whatnot. Go ahead, go ahead. So uh, could this turn into maybe not so much as a, a run-heavy team when you actually have a a very very competent quarterback behind center and that can just kind of sling the ball kind of to wherever he wants on the field and mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I mean you could totally see a just I don't know I don't want to use the term air raid offense but no absolutely uh, you know. It could I, just be real, become real pass happy, and especially if they're not getting the ball. You know, I mean, the Rams kind of at there at times they kind of struggled to run the ball this season, this past season. Yeah, um, yeah. I, they, they had some successes. Don't get me wrong, but there are also games where they really struggled too. And it really would have been great if they had a quarterback that could really just take the team on his shoulders and get it, get the put the game away with his arm. 
And Goff's kind of not that guy, unfortunately. He's because I've seen him make really good throws, but he can't do it on a consistent basis. He's he's shown you. We we all know who Goff is at this point. Let's not. Yeah, we all know. Um, he's no. He's, I, he's, an, I think, he's an okay. He's an okay quarterback. I think there's kind of a theme between these next uh, two shows. Uh, these receiver shows. Um, you'll see a couple times there's guys on the same team. Um, um next next episode there are there's um a bunch yeah three teams that have that have bunches. Yeah. So, um, and there's, two, a, and there's a with bunches, and, and there's a couple today. Like so it just it just shows you that uh, you know I think Robert Woods and and Cooper Cup will probably be on this list next year when we do this show. <laughs> both of them will be in the top twenty four, if not the top twelve together. I think that they could both be in the because, top twelve together. because to your point, they showed us a year and a half or two years ago, I believe, uh, that offense can be explosive and golf played well during that regular season and, and as you said he played horrible in the uh, Super Bowl um, so I firmly believe this offense is going to rise with the tides I think uh, uh, Stafford is a veteran uh, first and foremost but also very armed he's got great arm talent always has he's got a quick release it, it's going to be it's going to be beautiful to watch and then on the other side of the ball you put Aaron Donald and his yes his contract but also his dominance he's that that's the recipe for a Super Bowl this is a Kansas City type of formula although i understand stafford's yeah. on the down you know the other side of the hill on his career but he's still yeah can he's, be and, and he's not and he's not super mobile either so no that's fair that's he's fair not. he's not mahomes i didn't mean to make that reference i'm just saying okay. when all those parts of a great team are working together like kansas city wasn't always best at defense they were like 15th but they were so good at taking the ball away and that ex offense was explosive just like i think la will be la will be very explosive yep all right, let's start with some wide receivers. You got you got our first slide ready to roll. Yes, ready sir. Rocking and rolling. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, our our number one wide receiver, of course, is Devontae Adams. No, uh, he he missed two and a half games this year, but I mean, look at his stats right there. You know, like 115 receptions on 149 targets, over 1,300 yards, 18 touchdowns. I mean, he had more touch. He I think he hit over 20 if you include postseason. Um, mm -hmm. I, in fact, I think it was like 21. Um, he did lose a fumble, he had over, but he got just over 300 fantasy points. Had he had played the entire season with Aaron Rodgers, oh boy. Oh boy. It would have been, it maybe wouldn't have been historical, but it would have been really close, I think. Really, mm -hmm. really close. Mm -hmm. um, uh, uh, as you notice, if you're watching, if you're watching on YouTube this week, I threw an ADP in here too because um, the last oh, two nice. running back shows. Uh, we were kind of struggling to be like, where was this guy drafted again? So I figured I'd throw it in into the and onto the slide. Um, that's that way people can kind of be like, and that's supposed to be that is not so. Oh yeah, okay. He, he was drafted eleventh overall, not correct round eleven point one. You know, yeah, that's yeah. what it, that's that's what that number is. Sorry, I was like, what the heck? Um, oh okay, eleventh overall was his ADP. Um. I don't really have much to say uh, other than he had, he only had three games under 10 points. One of those was the, the Packers week six dud against the, the bucks. Um, you know, the bucks had another good game last week. Uh, was it last week already? Yeah. Last week against the, the bucks um, in the NFC championship. I was really rooting for Rogers and the Packers. Um, I know you've been posting some, some joke memes on about. Did I? Uh, uh, yeah, you did about, about like the Packers and and so 
one of the guys I work with, he was saying, I, I don't want to get off. I don't want to get off topic too much, mm-hmm. but um, he was saying that the Packers have almost 30 years of hall of fame quarterbacking between Favre and, and Aaron Rodgers. They have three Super Bowl appearances and two Super Bowl victories in that time frame. And he, and he's, and this guy's a bears fan, but he's like, and he's like, I'm not trying to talk any trash about the, the, either one of those quarterbacks because mm-hmm. they're actually really, really great. The problem is, is that it's not necessarily the quarterbacks in that, in that time. It's more of the management of the team, you know, of what the team has done oh, yeah. to not help these, these two quarterbacks. It's like you have two, you have almost 30 years of hall of fame quarterbacking and you only have two Super Bowls to show for it. That means that you have done something horribly wrong with the rest of your team. Yep. I couldn't agree more. You it, know, it, like they've come under fire. Granted, for it. granted. Now, granted, Far went to back-to-back Super Bowls, I believe. Um, one, 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 lost, lost one, one, one. I think he lost one and then he won beat one. New England. And uh, then the, he uh, lost. To, Bledsoe, and then, oh, Bledsoe he beat New England and then he lost to the uh, the John Elway Broncos. Thank you. Good call. I believe. Right. I believe that's how that went down. And then Broncos went again. Falcon. Okay. Yeah. You're you're good. Yeah. Good and then yep. yep. Um, but so, you know, it's, it's just kind of like, and then this, and this passed out, like the 2020 NFL draft, you are in win now mode. You had a pretty solid defense already. You had Aaron Rodgers, you, you had t- Devontae oh, Adams, yeah, yeah. You, you had, you I had the um, term. Aaron Jones, and then you kind of just, I mean, you kind of, you were looking towards the future, which is great. But at the same time, it's like, maybe you should have shored up the defense, maybe gotten Aaron Rodgers, another weapon in the draft. That defense and is actually pretty to, darn and, good, but yeah, you're right. And, and yeah. And, and tried to win this year, maybe next year. You're looking five years down the road for absolutely no reason. Couldn't agree more. You're worrying about, you're worrying about having another hall of fame quarterback on your, on your roster potentially. And it's like, why don't you worry about making the current Hall of Fame quarterback you have happy and want mm-hmm. to stay with you until he retires? Mm-hmm. And don't mismanage the situation like you do with Brett Favre. Yeah, you, you you said it right there. I think mismanagement is the term. And uh, I'll, I'll expound upon Devontae individually here in a second, but I want to talk about the Packers uh, real quick. Uh, yeah, you're right. Um, and coming from the perspective of, uh, I guess you could say, the majority of fans out there that root for a team that isn't as successful as even the Packers or the Steelers or the Chiefs or all these, you know, or Patriots, obviously it, it's kind of, uh, it feels kind of good to pick on them because, but it's also the truth, you know, they have been mismanaged. Um, and that's past draft was a perfect example. And, uh, going into what we'll hear, uh, chatter this off season, uh, speaking of Devonte Adams is, uh, what happens with Rogers? Like I've only read one little blurb and I dismissed it. And this is going to be the time of year for, lies <laughs> off-season lies but you know uh yeah. i already heard, read something about rogers isn't happy he's, he wants more money oh is that what it is is it money this yeah. time oh gosh yeah. okay well point is let's keep an eye on that but to, to josh's point uh it's been a little tumultuous it's been mismanaged uh but in fantasy terms let's hope we see rogers back and Devonte will dominate uh speaking of um as you said historical you hesitated for a minute. I, when I was writing up my notes, immediately referenced uh, Michael Thomas's uh, 2019 season. To put things in perspective, Devonte had as many targets as Michael Thomas had. I'm sorry, Devonte no, had as many targets as Michael Thomas had receptions last year. 
Exactly. Yeah. yeah, I mistyped it. My bad. Obviously, Thomas only had nine touchdowns. Saints like to run it in the end zone, uh, red zone a lot. Um, and of course, Adams got 18. But get this, they score practically the same amount of fantasy points, literally 0.1 difference. But Adams played, as you said, two, did you say two and a half less games? Yeah, or two. Yeah, because it was two and a half. So uh, just and just a that, that, fun, crazy statistical difference between similarities and two historical seasons. I think it was historical. Absolutely. Go ahead. That that two and a half games too was um kind of stung a little bit because it was he got hurt halfway through week two, missed week three and four, and then week five was the Packers bye, and it's so it was it seemed like it was longer. Big chunk. It you felt know, like it, a it, five game chunk yeah. instead of two and a half. Yeah, it, well, it just felt like a bigger chunk because you know you throw mm -hmm. that bye week in there and you're like, ah. But then you see, that and then and then it, well, and then and then in week six rolls around and the Packers play the Bucks and they kind of um, they were like you know jet lagged or something and they just didn't show up to play. Yep. And so it was, and so it felt like it was like you're like, man, now I'm missing out on, on another mm -hmm. week of Devontae Adams. But then no, the rest, the, and then and then really and then really the rest of the season was just. Okay, like you were Domination. just super happy to have him. Domination, exactly. Yeah, I tried to and actually, they did it for I good reason. Trade for him after the Bucks game. Oh, like, nice, nice, nice. Some it, nice it, attempt. It I, I was lowballing it too. I was trying to, I was trying to steal him. You know, I was. Yeah, but they obviously held back on him for good reason. They knew they'd be making a playoff run. Um, uh, but as far as the folks around him, I only see the upgrade at tight end in Robert Tunyon helping Rodgers and Adams next year. I also saw Scantling show up uh, uh, and win his matchups uh, later on in the year because uh, schematically speaking, you know, he would get matched up single a lot, and he's a fast guy. I don't, I don't he, think he, that MVS is under contract for next year. But good point. Good point. I, forgot I think about that. if you could bring him back for cheaper, a, che a cheap two or three that, year deal. Yeah, and if the Packers could get a more reliable um, underneath guy. You know, and then just have MVS be kind of like that 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 long bomb field stretching guy because he's really fast. No, that's exactly he's not what elite. I'm at. He doesn't have elite speed, but but he worked on his you know, technique because I saw some hand fighting. He looked good. He looked good in that uh, playoff. He game? just needs to catch. Yeah. He just needs to catch the darn ball of like on a more consistent basis. Yeah, he was. He can, he, if if he can put that, if he can put that brain to hand to ball connection together agree. consistently, mm -hmm. the, the the dude could actually be elite. If he could do that, I don't see it happening. But well, I think he can be elite he in, in the role that he plays. I don't think he's a necessarily a one or maybe even a two. But uh, in that offense, being that he's on the field a lot, you got to remember that too. Three wide receivers, yep. they run him a ton because, as you said, he's good. Yeah. Uh, so he just yep. needs to put it together. Uh, but I'm, I'm excited if he does. And I think Tanyan, Tan, I think they love Tanyan. Am I pronouncing it correctly? Uh, they love him, and I do too. And I think he's just he he just again he's rising the t uh, raising, rising with the tides of the offense is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> I think um I think Tunyon has some potential staying power unless they get Aaron Rodgers some more help this in this year's draft. Um, I think uh Tunyon has some definite staying power for next season. Ditto. But it's yep. been it's been really hard to really hang your hat on a Packers tight end. Okay, so that's been Green Bay Packers talk. All right. We're out, Chris. We're done. That's a, that has been amazing, Green Bay Packers. Uh, we'll catch you all we'll next, you next week, week when we're actually talking about wide receivers two through twelve. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I'm joking. I'm of good. course, that, that's Let's it. move no. on to Tyreek Hill here. That was perfect, actually. <laughs> we just we just spent like ten minutes on Devontae. Yeah, I know. I know. Well, I, Packers, so. even though he'll probably be right where he is right now next in the in the draft next year, number one. All right.
let's let's move on to Tyreek Hill. Of course, he's number two. Um, as we mentioned, like two, three, four, I don't know, ten years ago when we did the 2020 wrap up show. Um, we have Tyreek Hill here. We kind of touched on him a lot. He did miss week 17. He is, of course, the number two wide receiver. Anyway, so like I said, he had 135 targets. He had 80, 87 receptions. That's not a ton, but that's, I mean, being a possession guy isn't exactly Tyreek Hill's game. He's, mm-hmm. you know, the dude is crazy fast. It is ridiculous how fast this guy is. And he's so strong, too. Like, Oh man, low center of um, gravity. I'm I'm not I'm not trying to say that I have a, a man crush on Tyreek Hill by any stretch of the imagination here, but I mean, did you see the guy on the sidelines and you're like, man, this guy is ripped? Um, you kind of have to be when you're like, I don't know, five seven or. Well, when you're playing at that level, you you have to take care of your body, and he obviously yeah. does. Um, he had over 1,200 yards, 15 touchdowns. That's a lot of points right there. Attempts. For 123 yards and two rushing touchdowns, that's, you know, they, they, and a lot of that was probably, you know, like jet sweeps and stuff like that. You know, they Absolutely. don't usually line him, they don't line him up in the backfield, but he's just fast enough that he makes those jet sweeps work. Um, it's weird when teams try and do a jet sweep with a slower wide receiver. And I'm like, why are you doing it with that guy of any guy in your team? Mm-hmm. It's just, it's bizarre. It's well, so bizarre. you can liken it to um, a uh, uh, Kelsey, speaking of, of the Chiefs, uh, Kelsey getting those goal line uh, uh, pitches, uh, shovel passes. It's a pass technically, but it's it's like a run. Yeah, that's that's different though. That's but it's different. closer to line of scrimmage is all I'm saying. So it's more yeah. of a blocker thing and a bigger back type of thing. Hill doesn't do that. You're right. Um, I don't really have I don't really have a lot to say about Tyreek Hill. I mean, he's he had a bit of a dud game against Buffalo in Week mm-hmm. Six, mm-hmm. and again in Week Sixteen. I wonder if he got a little banged up in Week Sixteen because he didn't have a very good game against Atlanta, and then he didn't play in Week Seventeen. And if it was just like just at, and I think he kind of did get a little banged up, and they just kind of held him out because. The Chiefs weren't really playing for a whole lot at that point. And also, mm-hmm. you know, why potentially re-aggravate or, or make a, get a, make an injury worse? I played him in a meaningless Week 17 game yeah. Yeah, when we're trying, to, when we're trying to go back-to-back Super Bowls, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I, like I said, I really don't have much else to say about Terry Kill. He's really good. I was definitely a – I've been I've been really a, a big doubter of his. Um just because of his size, like I know he's really fast and everything, but I, I'm kind of I'm I'm over that. Like you know, you want to take Tyreek Hill in the first Me round too. next year, go for it. Okay. You know, he's not gonna he's not gonna get you for sure. You know, he's not gonna get you 120 catches or anything like that. But he is going to score a probably double digit touchdowns again next season, outside of injury, of course. Um, he's gonna get you over 1,200 yards next year. You know, like. And and this season too, he had a lot more games. He didn't have he only had like one super explosive like nuclear game where he scored like fifty some points against the Bucks. Mm-hmm. Fantasy points, that is. Right. And but he had a lot of games over twenty points this year. So he was just a lot more consistent. It wasn't boom bust like it was in not last year in, in his uh when he was the wide receiver one two years ago. In that in that season, he had like four or five games over 30 points, but he also Huge had like, explosions. yeah, a couple of, but he also digits. had like yeah. five or six games under 10 points. Yeah, so. for sure. Yeah. 
No, if it weren't uh, speaking, for... speaking of which, um, speaking of which, uh, we didn't, we forgot to do this at the top. We, uh, we are doing this with half PPR scoring, always half. Oh, PPR my fault. Yeah, 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 yeah. I forgot. Mm-hmm. Um, just for people who, I mean, we, this is only episode number what five or something of the, of the pod slash YouTube. So something like anyone that, yeah. just, anyone just tuning in half PPR, half PPR for, for, for whatever for the sake of oh, and, and, oh, I did I did want to say too that Hill did have six drops so that's that's a pretty big number right there it doesn't sound high like a, lot, for, a bit high for 87 catches we'll put it that way um, uh, well and then the fact that like it has to be a very glaringly obvious like mistake to for the NFL account as a drop you know right 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 yeah so there were other ones that like they could have been like well maybe you could have caught that sort of thing too but they but just it, didn't count it it didn't count as a drop yeah i don't know yeah. i just i just have that he's uh he's arguably the best wide receiver in the league in terms of fit i think that's important to put that last bit on there in terms of fit because he just he compliments this offense fit. yeah he compliments the offense and mahomes so well like mahomes just buys a little extra time and you just can't cover this guy for that long and he's he's matured I think, and I'm not, but I'm not going to justify what the guy allegedly uh, did. Um, but and he's matured what seems like off the field. What he and, did, but man, right. would, I, if it if it is what I think it is, uh, so not good. Right, but um, I also want to make the point that he's matured on the field. Uh, it seems as though he's matured off the field. No, not a lot of chatter coming out of Chiefs camp. But I, I want to make the point in terms of fantasy that he's matured on the field. To your point, he if it weren't for what Devonte Adams did this year, because Devonte was banged up quite a bit in 2019. Like we were worried about Devonte's health. Tyreek would have been the most consistent wide receiver in the whole league, both in fantasy and reality terms. Yeah, the volume isn't, you know, in the ni- 90s and 100 catches like you'd like, but but that explosiveness and <clears> and <throat> him me. and him bringing up his floor this year in fantasy. Yeah, I I would have no problem with somebody take him as the wide receiver one next year. Or in this coming Um, I don't know. I don't know about the wide receiver one, but I but... wouldn't. I wouldn't in a full PPR. I think in a full PPR you definitely put Adams up there and maybe even Diggs. But uh still like I said, I wouldn't have a problem with it. I wouldn't. I think it's Adams, and then it's clearly Tyreek Hill, and then you can make an argument for who you want your number three to be. I know who my number three is. We will talk about him here in a few minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, That's all I've got I, I, think I think it's probably Diggs. Okay, our number three on this list, though, is Stefan Diggs. Um, he didn't miss any games. Uh, there, there's that. Uh, he, I mean, these are the numbers that are just... I never saw coming with Josh Allen and the Bills. 166 targets, 123 receptions. I mean, the 1,500 yards, that, that, that's, that's more than I expected, but that number doesn't quite blow me away. It's the targets and receptions that are just, wow. Yep, the volume, you know? the consistency, yeah. Yeah, um, oh. that I mean, eight touchdowns, it all adds up to 265 fantasy points. Um, ADP. 72nd overall. I think there's a typo. I think it's 127 receptions, FYI. Anyway, what? 127 receptions. Oh, well, whatever. Pretty close. Mm-hmm. I mean, over, but I mean, okay, so point being, over 120 receptions, like. Elite, man. 123, 127, like, we're still in the, definitely in the same. No, I just want to point here. out in like, case, in case a viewer was, yeah, to make sure. Um, Yeah. I just. I, I I still have my Josh Allen question marks. Um, he certainly had a very really? good season, and he was very active. Yeah, I, I do. I, I just 
it's one season, and I don't know if I'm. Are you taking Stefan Diggs potentially in the first round next year? Uh, I'd like to see the list of uh, of um, running backs. Um, oh, are, are off you, the top okay, of my head, say, I'd say no. I'd say, say you're sitting at you're sitting at pick two in the second round, and you took a running back in the first. We'll so like Todd so Gurley. like near the turn type of thing. Yeah. Um, let's say you took Todd Gurley, and, and let's assume Devontae. Uh, and you're is off and, the board, and, and Devonte and Tyree Kill are gone. Oh, and both, uh, yes, absolutely. Wow. Um, I mean, even even though you drafted Todd Gurley in the first round. Oh, is that what you said? <laughs> I wasn't listening. I was like, he did not catch that at all. <laughs> no, I didn't. I was already down my thought path of. Um, <laughs> let me, let me, I'll say this much: there's some names after Diggs here that definitely intrigue me. Um, However, the way you posed the question was if you're at that 202-ish near the turn and you've already taken a running back and the top two wide receivers are off the board, yes, I'm definitely considering the third wide receiver on my board. And at this time, I'd have to say it's probably Diggs because I don't really okay. have as the misgivings you have for um, uh, for Allen. I... I, I, I like, and I don't. I'm not trying to hate on Josh Allen. I'm just skeptical. That, no, that's we're it. Yeah, we're talking about top of the list guys. We're, you know, you're not, you're not hating on him. We're, we're. This is splitting hairs area, right? I so. don't. I, I, I'm not. He's not Tom Brady. I want. I don't. I don't want Tom Brady to succeed. You, I want let, him to retire. Never hear about him ever again. Let, Josh let, Allen. I want him to be great for years to come. And so you do like him. You just, you're just a little Bowl trepidatious play. about it. Okay, that's cool. We got to respect was, that. That, that. That giant jump in accuracy really bring, brings question marks to me. So I, I just, think Diggs mm. had a lot to do with it, and that's kind of what my next one no, is. Yeah. Did. Um, um, I got what do I what else do I got here? Um, you know, the only thing that I don't like about Diggs is that, like, you know, those are great numbers and all, but it's only a little over sixteen and a half points per game. That's like. Uh, you know, but, like, but I think I, our I, previous concerns with Diggs in in Minnesota with Thielen was was consistency. I think he, but the part of that was Kirk Cousins up. and Kirk Cousins yeah, and yeah, Minnesota yeah. wanting to run the ball more. Um, mm -hmm. Buffalo not being able to run the ball whatsoever to any sort of uh, mm -hmm. efficiency. Mm -hmm. um, you know, Buffalo's run game gets going and get a little bit more. I could definitely see those numbers going down. I don't know how it gets going more because. I'm not a big fan of their backs, but we're not talking about running backs right now. So don't go into it, please. Um, I was, yeah, go ahead. Uh, I don't know. I don't got much else to say about I was, Diggs. I was just He's truly, really good. I was truly impressed by the difference he made. I, I think Allen deserves a ton of credit uh, for his progress, but Diggs helped loosen things up. I think uh, he led the league and with 127 receptions, as you said. Um, and he proved durable amid doubts. I, I, I doubted it. I didn't think he was a durable enough guy. Uh, Diggs will be the guy for some time in Buffalo, and they have proven to be a formidable fantasy offense. Uh, I think a couple upgrades on the offensive line and in the backfield, and this team could be in the big game next year and uh, greatly help your, your, your fantasy team's performance. For sure. Yeah, I think he's, uh, yeah, he's great. Do you want to move on to Calvin Ridley here? For sure. Calvin Ridley is our number four guy. Um, you know, Calvin Ridley, he might be number four on this list, but he easily could have been higher. Um, part of that is Matt Ryan. He's 
he has a Julio Jones like fetish or something. Um, in the sense that like Julio Jones there for a while in the like in the mid beginning and middle of the season, if Julio didn't play, Matt Ryan wasn't very good. Once mm-hmm. he got out of that kind of that groove of Julio not being there and to being able to rely on Calvin Ridley, like you can look at it if you look at Calvin Ridley's points towards the end of the season and Matt Ryan's performance towards the end of the season. Like that's definitely where the big chunk of Ridley's um, success came is mm-hmm. once Julio went down and Matt Ryan kind of started to rely on Ridley more, you know, and, and kind of get over his um, absent, the hole in his heart that Julio Jones left by not being on the field. <laughs> and he filled it with Calvin Ridley. Right. Um, you talking about towards the end of I'm, the year? Yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah, like yeah. Ridley had 143 targets, 90 receptions. Um, some of that was Matt Ryan just being dude. That not that back. catch percentage is, is is poopy. Oh, it's such an yeah. awful catch per- for that volume for 143 targets. That's yeah. like fourth or fifth in the league or something. Yeah. Um. Did did a lot with them. Um. Ridley's Ridley is kind of kind of he's a little bit on the smaller side. He's not Tyreek Hill small, but he's also not Julio Jones tall. Um he's kind of somewhere in the middle, I believe. Um you know, I just I don't know what else to say about Calvin Ridley because it's a lot of it is what Julio Jones is going to be next year. Is he going to be on the field for a significant number of games? Is he going to be 80% of what Julio Jones has been in the past because if that's the case, Calvin, I don't know if Calvin really is going to put up these numbers again next year. Well, yeah, yeah, exactly. And if so, if if Julio is going to be Julio and going to be in and out of the lineup, are they going to be end of year foul? Are they going to be end of year Matt Ryan and Calvin Ridley? Are they going to be beginning of year Matt Ryan and Calvin Ridley where it was exactly, awful, which is why these numbers look like that, that catch percentage. But yeah, I mean, it's not, it's not good. Ridley is obviously a uber talented guy. That makes makes it kind of uh, diff- more difficult, but uh, I'm on your side. We have to we have yeah. to keep an eye on this situation. Um, he only um he only missed one game too. That he had only three games under ten mm-hmm. points. So you know, like th- there's and and a lot of people were t- talking um in the preseason 2020 preseason that Calvin really could have a breakout year. He had a breakout year. It could have been better though. That's the thing. Is it easily could have been better, and it could have been a lot worse too. Yeah, speaking about a guy who could be the one, I I I don't think me and you were going to sign off on that because we're worried about, as we just said, the the situation. But uh, number four, still, it's crazy amidst all that. Could have been much better. Could have been much better. It could have been. Um, Let's move on to our number five guy. Number five is um, definitely number one in. um, I'm sorry, who who was it that really likes the Texans? Uh, was watching our stream, Iver? Yes, Iver, number one in Ivor's heart, Nuke, or you might know him as DeAndre Hopkins. Um, 160 targets, 115 receptions. That's still a bit of a disparity, but Agreed. you know, I I can overlook it when you're getting over 100. Um, 1400 over four, a little over 1400 yards, only six touchdowns. That number I would love to see go up a little bit next year. And it very well could. Um, all, all totaling up to just over 230 points, fantasy points on the year. Um, you know, you, you took him about 18th off the board. I think you have to be overall pretty happy with having, um, DeAndre Hopkins. I think the reason that he didn't go higher was just what happens if he's not quite what he was in Houston with, um, Kyler Murray. And, and I think it wasn't, um, 
I don't think anyone was going to argue talent of him moving to the Cardinals or the talent, whether it's in DeAndre Hopkins or the talent on the quarterback side with Kyler Murray. I think it was more of, well, you still have Larry Fitzgerald there. You have um, Christian Kirk there. You know, like where, how was he going to fit into the offense? That was my, that's why I was a little hesitant to take him high or put him higher and on my mental board for going into last year's fantasy drafts. Right. Are yeah. you are you right there with me? I am. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. But I mean, from day one, uh, Kyler Murray and 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 DeAndre Hopkins just they connected. They obviously they, I don't know if they did some you know pre uh, preseason workouts together or whatever, or maybe they're just they just instantly clicked. You know, it was love at first sight with the two of them. Um, man, no one dancing in the ballroom dancing together. <laughs> oh goodness! Oh goodness! <laughs> With ten, with, ten, um, with ten touchdowns next year, I, I I will envision them ballroom dancing together. Yes, um, you know, I honestly, I, I can see that if you're looking. I mean, any one of these guys. I don't know about Calvin Ridley, but four out of the top five that guys that we've talked about here so far could easily like Devontae Adams could repeat as the number one wide receiver next year. Mm-hmm. But any of these other guys could easily do it too. Oh, for sure. You know. For sure. Yeah, I mean, um, oh, go ahead, go ahead. When we hit our number six guy, I'm going to put him not in that category, but our number seven guy is uh, could definitely easily be at two. Um, let's. What else you got to say about Nuke? I don't have much else to say. Um, uh, just he did just, have just that the keys are volume and an improved Kyler. The volume is there, as you can see, in the I believe it's 160 mm-hmm. targets. Uh, so that's not going to be an issue because this offense likes to hurry up three and four wide receiver wide receiver sets. Um, and if you see an improved Kyler, I mean, even just a couple, a handful of touchdowns here, like we just said, if I see 10, you see 10 touchdowns from Hawkins, he probably is a wide receiver one. So, and that floor is nice and high. Um, as you said, any of these guys we're talking about could be, you know, finish in the top one or two. Uh, yeah, that's all I've got on him. I, I just, I expect an improved Kyler. So, um, the only thing I have to say is that, um, if you look at his game by game points that he scored and everything mm-hmm. is that there's a bit of a dip there in, in mid season and, or like mid to like towards the second half of the season yeah. because, and, and the, the Cardinals never came out and said that there was a problem with Kyler Murray per se, but you could, tell, you could tell that he was yeah. having, that he was having some shoulder in, uh, issues or something was going on there with Kyler that he was having some problems getting the ball past like four, five, 10 yards. So, yeah. So there, so yeah, Deandre Hopkins numbers dipped during that time, but I, I could easily see that he could, he's, he's playing in a rough division too. He's got the Rams and not it, the Seahawks defense gets better. Mm-hmm. And who's the other team in that division that I'm blanking on? Um, but do, I'm sorry, a, a Seahawks division, uh, Seahawks, Cardinals, Rams, Rams Niners. Man, man, I'm so tired. No, uh, West, I'm the Niners, yeah, the 49ers. Niners. Yeah, and those are all like all those teams of the Seahawks defense improves upon what they mm. became towards the end of the season. Then yeah, they're like it's gonna be it's gonna be some rough sledding for DeAndre Hopkins. Any of these receivers in this division, but you know talent yeah. usually rises above above the competition so exactly yeah and jalen ramsey said as much they're they're stroking each other's egos <laughs> they're all they're both you know yep. paying respect to each other and that they're the they're the best that they go up against so that, that's fine that's uh yep. it is what it is deandre's among the best 
Yes, he is. Um, maybe not elite speed, but definitely has elite routes and elite hands and can really uh, beat you and, on the catch, too. And worth more than a whatever that was. A fourth round oh, and a and David Johnson and, and a sack and a sack of potatoes named David Johnson. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's 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 hit our number six guy here, and this is this is I love this picture, and he must yes. do this a lot because there's multiple pictures of Justin Jefferson doing this. Oh, really? Yeah. I had. This, I don't know. I, I don't know what it is of you, of you stumbling across this one rare image. <laughs> No, there was and unless it was the same pose and from multiple angles. He does this more. He he did this maybe uh, a, maybe more than one thing. game. Maybe he does it when he scores. I don't even know. I don't know. I don't know, man. But this uh, is Justin Jefferson right here. He's our number six guy and our first rookie on this. I he's the only rookie in today's show. Um, he's the he's one of two rookies in this week's last or the, uh in this week and next week next week's show actually mm -hmm. that's it two rookies um so 125 targets 88 receptions that disparity is kirk cousins right there um well that and you know you're gonna miss on some long bombs too like you know it's like 1400 yards exactly oh nice. really <laughs> that's so crazy <laughs> Uh, eight touchdowns, two point two two point conversions. I mean, at getting drafted at, at ADP one hundred and twenty six, like that's more or less free. Um, yeah, you know, that's amazing. that's a real late round guy. That yeah, it's yeah. Uh, I don't okay. So I don't see Justin Jefferson hitting number six again next year, and it's not because it's not from a lack of talent. It's mm -hmm. from an abundance of Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins had a, had a, actually a very good year. Um, yeah. He was our he finished as the QB eleven in fantasy this year. But I don't his see interceptions him. were twelve or fourteen. Like it was they were eleven. I think they were very low for Kirk Cousins. I thought it was still and, close to one per game average, but just under that, like fourteen. But it, maybe right, maybe um, it was eleven. You, Either you way, you talk about Justin Jefferson. I'll look it up. Uh, because I, I am curious. You had mentioned, I think we were still on Ridley or Hopkins. That uh, the here in the next uh, couple of guys, you felt there were some that could vault themselves into the top position mm -hmm. or two or three. Um, mm -hmm. Metcalf could do it, uh, but you said Justin Jefferson couldn't because of Cousins. I initially disagree, just because. Really, I don't know it. I mean. Calvin Ridley, yeah, he's further removed from being a rookie, but he's still young, and he has... 13, 13 interceptions for Cousins, by the way. Okay, so split the difference, kind of, yeah. Uh, yeah, very respectable for, for Cousins. I don't know. The, the, they sure love to run the ball, but at the same time, they they must move the ball quickly. You know what I mean? Like, uh, the defense yeah. wasn't great, that's for sure. That's usually kind of a calling card for Minnesota, I feel like. And they were not a good defense, mm. but, man, that just... To put up the numbers he put up with that many targets, I'm just I'm really impressed by him. I think he's the heir apparent. Uh, I assume Thielen's there next yeah. year. I'm not implying that. I'm just saying, yeah, you know, maybe through more contracts. of a dynasty lens, I'm I'm a little higher on him, and and that's on my that's my oh, fault. Oh well, for sure. Oh my, that's my fault. But um, I gosh, I just I still see a, I don't know. I don't want to say a potential top five. Yeah, I mean potentially, but uh, maybe I'm not um, on it. If Maybe you, if you would have if you would have shot out of the gate like being really good like from that's, from game one that's where I'm at yeah do you think he would have won rookie of the year absolutely well yeah. over Herbert oh over a quarterback yeah yeah I think he could have okay 
Yeah, probably. Because if it's he would have not... finished as, as 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 one of the top three wide receivers in the league, um, as either with touchdowns or yards or whatever, a combination of them, Double I think he could have gotten rookie of the year. A couple yeah. of touchdowns. Well, I think it's only his first year, so we can we can afford to uh, quote, wait and see. Again, we're in the splitting of hairs conversation. You're more like he's not going to sniff the top five, probably a top twelve guy. You think? Still? Yeah, I mean, I mean, in my notes here, I mean, he did go through some. He did go through some um, some lulls. Um, like you said, you know, beginning of the year it, for sure. Uh, yeah, I mean, he scored twenty seven points in week three. Didn't really I think do the much. Offense was struggling, especially through the air. It was all cook. Uh huh. At that part, um, yeah. he scored a bunch of points in week seven again, and then didn't really do much until week ten. And then mm-hmm. from week ten to seventeen, he was averaging sixteen points a game. So, and when you look at Diggs, who was averaging sixteen point eight five points a game or something similar to that, um, for the entire season, and Jefferson was getting close to that weeks ten through seventeen, like right. You know, I yeah, maybe he could be up. I don't know. I don't. Re- I really don't think that Kirk Cousins can make a wide receiver be uh, the number one wide receiver in the league. That's the only reason. The number I, one. I'm saying, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The number one. Not with Thielen there too, and and to your point, also not with not with Mr. Cousins as quarterback. Probably yeah. that's fair. But yeah. we're, but but I think we're still both impressed by his season. Uh, both Cousins and obviously Jefferson. Uh, but yeah, with Thielen there. Yes, I think there's a ton of volume to go around, plenty of balls to go around, if you will. But you're right; I don't think he sniffs the number one. Uh, potentially, doesn't sniff the top five. So, yeah. uh, let's move. Let's yeah. move on to number seven here. For sure, for sure. It, our number seven wide receiver, and definitely number one in my heart, is DK Metcalf. And do you know what this picture is right here? You know what he's doing right there? He's saving a touchdown. Uh huh. Catching. A I DB. had to. I had to get that picture. I don't remember who it was, there. but he's catching a DB Ex- from Baker. Buda Baker, there you go. Uh, Buda, and for people who are listening or watching, like this is the picture that where um, Buda Baker intercepted Russell Wilson around like the five yard line. Maybe it was close. To, it was really close to the end zone. Buda Baker takes off running, and it looks like it's going to be a pick six. And DK Metcalf comes running down the field, catches up from behind Buda Baker, and tackles him. The Seahawks prevent the Cardinals from scoring a touchdown. And the Cardinals had to kick a field goal instead. I have never seen anyone do anything beautiful. like this. DK beautiful. took off, and he's like, "That ball is that ball was mine, and I am going to get it back." <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think it was unreal. Now, obviously, DK would be more inclined to do this. We know he's fast, but also huge. I think there was a, I think it was Larry Allen of the Cowboys. Now, it wasn't a. 90 yard pick six like this one was so you said it right no you've never seen anybody quite do exactly this that's correct but this was also impressive because it was a big dude uh, chasing down a smaller guy from behind but now this play was so beautiful dude this dk play was amazing i just I, and I, that's not that's not that's not it's the one of those things I'm that like, makes football beautiful to me you know i just thought yeah. it was cool um, he is one of those guys that like julio jones and maybe not quite to the extent of of calvin johnson um, he's just one of those really big, fast guys that can really just, I mean, he only had, he had 129 targets and only 83 receptions, but man, I think that, I think he could get, bring that reception number up and have even more like, mm-hmm. this is probably the last guy on our list today that could end up being the, the wide receiver number one next year. 
the last. Uh, I probably could sign off on that too. Uh, as uh, as far as well, potential, of I've got one guy and number one uh, overall. Yeah, I've got one guy that I've got a pretty aggressive take on, but generally I do agree with your take there. That uh, for today, I'm, yeah, agreed, agreed, yeah, for this show. I think I agree because he could, he could. Now it depends how you feel about Lockett, but we're now that's a different show, I believe. Um, nope. It, oh no, it's no, not same show. Sorry, spoiler yeah, alert. There, there's only one reason. <laughs> there's only one reason why Lockett's on this uh, in today's show. So, and we'll, we'll get to that. We'll in a get to that, of but course. Yeah. DK, no, I, DK has okay. Like I was saying, DK has the size, the speed, the talent. He's got. A, he's hooked to a great quarterback, a mm -hmm. really great quarterback, Russell Wilson, who we both really love. Who's not going um, anywhere anytime soon. You know, if it depends on how the running backs shake out and everything for next year, but I could, I wouldn't have a if I got to the very if, if I was sitting there drafting at the end of the first round, and all the running backs I love are gone, and Devontae Adams is gone, I'm looking at DK Metcalf, dude. I'm I'm not lying. I love him that much. I is it's aggressive, it, yeah, but it's aggressive. Agree, but we both I, agree that the potential to be the one, the number one, is there. The potential there, all the signs. I mean, he has, especially he if you don't, other, especially if you don't see an improved defense. Like if you just see a no improvement or a moderate, very moderate improvement. Yeah, you could still see a butt ton of volume. Yeah, he um he ha did have a bit of a drop off for, towards the end of the, the season and weeks. Yeah, we get the offense in in, in general did they got uh, weeks thirteen yeah. through seventeen. He was he didn't even hit DK didn't even hit nine points per game, and that's not his fault. It was just there was something something went something shifted in that in that team in the second half of the season, and I'm not really sure what happened. It was, a, it was almost like a philosophy change, like they almost like yeah, they planned it. it. Like we're going to play like a historic record-setting pace offense for the first I don't know 10, 12 games, twelve, twelve. Thank you. And then just throttled out and it, it, run it, it more, be, so, more, be conservative. I don't get it either. It was so bizarre. And it was, it was like the reverse of, so like, you know, in Rocky two, how like they, they switch Rocky to become a right-handed hitter. And then, and then, and then like halfway through the boxing match, Rocky switches back to being a lefty uh, and then really pummels Apollo. Um, it's like they did that in reverse, where they started out with their dominant <laughs> hand, and then they switched to their non-dominant hand, and it was did he like his and hand just, or something. Isn't that why he did who? it? Rocky, or was it a strategic no? It was change. To, it was to protect his eye. Oh, it was, it, yeah, because right. so he was yeah. It was injury, but it wasn't his hand. I understand. Okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, it yeah, it was it's just frustrating. I have no idea what the reason behind that was. Mm -hmm. It was just. They weren't fooling anyone with it. They were trying to run the ball more with a really anemic run game, and it they were losing games because of it too. It yeah. just I have no idea what happened in Seattle in the second half of last season. And I hope they look at that the season as a whole and they just like, okay, well, that's what was working for us. We were A, we were we were scoring a lot of points because we had to, but at the same time, we were coming out of the gate. Like just lighting the world on fire, and people were having to play catch up with us. Mm -hmm. Why don't why didn't why didn't they keep doing that? I have no idea. Why didn't they? I don't I agree. I mean, and, I mean, and, and, I, I'm, and I guess I'm sort of making a case of why you, maybe you shouldn't take DK at you know like the end of the first round, but not for me. I just I just think the talent is really there, and the quarterback is really there, and I don't really feel like because and granted, I'm going. I was really looking. 
I hope I mean, it's we're doing into we're his ADP. Yeah. We're doing half PBR here, but this dude was at, in a full PBR. He was getting at least 18 points a game mm-hmm. through the first 10 weeks. So, you know, it's like... Well, I mean, despite Lockett and the uh, quote throttling down that we're talking about, the not letting Russ cook we're talking about, he was still 15th in targets. And I think that that's, that's on your side of the argument. I think that proves you, uh, your stance. But uh, you're right. We have to talk about the presence of Lockett, and we have to talk about the odd shift in offensive philosophy in the you know three fourths through the season or whatever uh it's it's interesting i i don't get it but i i'm still on your side that the talent and the quarterback is there and he could very well finish in the top three really uh but it's again comes back all circles all the way back around to lock it um i could maybe should i expound upon him now while we're here and just um, kind of gloss over him later. It's not. It's not too much. I've got on him. I just got that. Uh, let's, let's, let's 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 hold the locket love for it. We won't. It won't. It's not, not very love. Long. It's just yeah. No. It's but yeah. Cool. We'll wait till he comes up. Uh, let's move on to number eight here. Number mm-hmm. eight is Adam Thielen. Um, this guy definitely helped him win a, win a championship. Uh, what was it? Two, three years ago. I think he helped two, him win two championships. Two probably. Oh wow. Okay. I think. Yeah. I think he. I think it was three years ago mm-hmm. and. He helped, it was three years ago, and he helped me win two championships that year. Wow. Anyways, Adam Thielen. Um, so I got I got some Adam Thielen love. Um, you know, he's, he's had 108 targets. That's so on the bit on the low side. Um, he only missed one game. Weird. I thought he missed more. Um, only 74 receptions. I think some of this was the emergence of Justin Jefferson. Because last season, these Absolutely. numbers were... Uh, he did, and and also the fourteen touchdowns is what get, brings him into the top ten here. That's yep. That that's where it's at right there. Big plays. He's he's the first he's the first guy on our list with under a thousand yards. But the reason why he's up here is those fourteen touchdowns. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he was, he was I, reasonably efficient uh, with that catch rate. I think it's about sixteen. I think he was having a bit of a hamstring issue throughout the throughout the season too. I know he, like I said, I know he only missed one game, but I think he was a little hobbled with some hamstring issues throughout the season. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that's that was the invoke injury this year. So you know, mm-hmm. um, so you he had six games under under right? under ten points too. I mean, yeah. and two of those and the two of those six games were against Detroit too. So, uh, you know. Well, I think that's a that's I think, a big. I think those I think are those are one of them definitely cut game. <laughs> I was about to say those are run based attacks. Those are run based uh, game plans is what I'm trying to yeah. say. So, I, so I but at the same time, I don't want to take too much away from your point that you're right. Uh, you lose some statistical, uh, you know, you regress a little in those 14 touchdowns and not so good. You know, uh, yeah, granted, I just, think the yards will come up with a healthy season. Uh, but again, we were concerned about Cousins with. Um, Jefferson a little. You can yeah, see but I mean, these guys top twelve easily. These guys, I mean, even with Dalvin Cook getting over thirteen hundred rushing yards this year, and mm-hmm. what whatever obscene number of touchdowns he got, these guys still ended up in the top ten. So yeah, I know, I know. Going back to that theme of players, they on could the easily same do team. it again too. Yeah, exactly. So I don't know. I don't have much else to say other than it was just like his scoring's all over the map. Like he had a good game and a bad game against the Packers defense. He had a good game and a bad game against the Bears defense. Both of those mm-hmm. are good defenses. It's just like you look at his scoring, it was just all over the map. Like he had some bad games against bad team bad against like bad defenses. He had good games against good defense. It's just 
it, it, it was really hard to like kind of pick which like where he was going to hit and where he was going to miss as far as being an Adam Thielen manager this, this past season. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, 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 and like I said, it's a lot of it's probably just because of Justin Jefferson, you know, especially Absolutely. in the second half of the season. In the only league so, that I managed Thielen, uh, it was more of a necessity. It's a deeper league. It's the dynasty league we spoke about. So I, I weathered right. the uh, ups and downs, but they were definitely there. The well, last thing I, mean, I, you, I had on him was that, uh, you know, give him credit where credit is due. They had, just like Seattle, they had two top 10 fantasy receivers. That's crazy this this season. Um, Probably won't repeat Seattle, that. Tyler Lockett comes with a big asterisk, and we'll get to him in just a second. We're, we're almost there. With him. We're almost there. I know. Let's move on to, let's move on to number nine with A.J. Brown. Um, this guy, he missed two weeks, two and three. That was it. Um, he had, he did have four games under 10 points. Um, you know, part of the, the only 70 receptions was missing those two games. Um, he had some return yards. He's the first guy on our list that had significant return yards. There was a couple others that had like 10, but it was mainly he, he got a, he got a, um, a punt return for a touchdown. That's why I threw that in there. Just to, because he actually scored twelve total touchdowns, you know. Um, mm-hmm. AJ Brown, how do you? How do you, I don't have a lot written down about him. I mean, like I really like him as a player. Um, you're more on the Ryan Tannehill bandwagon than I am. I don't know. Give me some AJ Brown love, I guess. You know, <laughs> I, like I said, yeah, I don't, sure. really don't have a lot written down about him. So I just like I just he's just kind of a yeah okay. Like I'd uh, love to have him as I don't know if do you want him as your wide receiver one next year? I think if you're getting a guy like him and you're getting another guy uh, you know, in the in the following round or two that's uh you know, of a similar ilk, you know what I mean? Like an AJ Brown and a and a Robert Woods, maybe. I like that combo. Maybe better than having one of the top two guys and then like a bottom twenty four receiver. Does that make sense? It's just been so you, you would rather have You'd rather have a uh, AJ Brown, Robert Woods, than a Devontae. Let's let's even go Stefan Diggs and DJ Moore. Yes, I think okay. I agree with that statement. Yes, I do. Um, where where were we? Where were we? Uh, I lost the guy because I was looking at other guys. <laughs> uh, he may not get the volume that Diggs. You, have, you, you've been eyeballing other men. I mean, you're cheating on AJ Brown here. Uh, yeah, other receivers for sure. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I do like Jefferson a lot. But anyway, no, A.J. Brown may not get the volume that Diggs and Adams do, but he makes big plays. Uh, 12th in yards per catch with 15.4. Of the nice. wide receivers with over 100 targets, Brown is tied for second in yards per target, behind only Justin Jefferson, and tied with your guy DK and DJ Moore. Big nice. play guys. Yeah, big play guys. Ryan Tannehill has uh, proved himself this season as far as I'm concerned. Uh, again, I think fit is a great word to use here because I think some of the love I throw on Tannehill gets misconstrued as you know, like calling him elite or or something crazy like that. I didn't, I didn't say that. I didn't. No, you did I wasn't, I wasn't, I wasn't, I wasn't implying it either, actually. Sure, sure. Well, m- maybe Ryan Tannehill love sometimes I think gets uh, goes a little too far and maybe people misconstrue it as elite or like a, an MVP guy. No, I just think he sure. fits the offense. I think he's a great play action quarterback. I think he, I thought he was bad at being a quarterback in terms of reading the field, going through progressions. I think he's proven a lot of that wrong. No, he's not lining up like Pat Mahomes with nobody in the backfield running a hurry up and well, just scoring like that, but with the help of Henry and a good offensive line and, and a, eh, I don't know. 
okay defense at times. He he really he showed me that he's a great fit for this offense, and and they've shown him some love in the front office. And I think AJ Brown is still in the conversation for you know a very good fantasy receiver, but. You know, as I said, Henry's there, and and the run is there, so we have to worry about that volume a little. Yeah, that's where yep. I'm at. Uh, let's move on to number ten. We finally get to talk about Tyler Lockett. I mean, Chris has just been right. he's been champing at the bit over there, just <laughs> like when are we going to talk about Tyler Lockett? Why aren't we talking no, it's, about it's, Tyler Lockett? I, did, I didn't mean I to come Lockett. off like Tyler that. Lockett. Let's <laughs> but talk it about Tyler Lockett. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's weird uh, how it ties in with this two teams having these four guys in this in this list. Is all, but yeah, go ahead. Yeah, so Tyler Lockett here. I mean, he's he's really the first guy on our list that was that has been kind of yeah. He has a hundred receptions, but he only has a thousand yards, and a lot of it is because of like two or three big ginormous weeks. You know, that's where the chunks of his fantasy points. Like, yeah, he also got catches throughout the the year and everything. Mm-hmm. Obviously, to get to a hundred, mm-hmm. but. I mean, it was, it was, let me see here. I mean, he had the big week, the really big week, um, week three against Dallas. Sorry, but 32 and a half points. Um, week seven, this was the enormous week, the 46.4 points at, at Arizona. And then week 17 with 27 points, you know, then he had 10 games under 10 fantasy points, 10, 10. games under 10 fantasy double points. digits under double digits. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that's uh, that's not good, and that's why that's why that's the only reason yeah, why he's number ten sure. on this list. Yeah, you know, it it was those three games, and then some, and then some like sprinkling of like not really usable g- and games throughout the rest of the season. You know, like yep, uh, you if you had six games where you could potentially even like you were happy that you started him. That's mm-hmm. not a good hit rate right there. You know, yeah. it's, it's uh, just it it's still amazing me that he hit 100 catches this year i think what amazes like, me is how some of his statistics bear out him looking like he's efficient but he wasn't in terms of how he got there just like you said with fantasy points but also like uh where do i have it here despite both seattle receivers having blazing speed lock at average significantly less yards per catch as we talked about dk was very high at 15.7 10.5 for locket that's not a quote big play it's not guy. a bad number but it's not bad but, but it's also not a quote big play guy like dj moore with 18 you know that's crazy i mean, I mean like what, what what i think is weird is when people say when you say yards per catch or yards per reception well it's that's not yards at the catch is when i think that's what a lot of people think that it is mm-hmm. it's like mm-hmm. just because you like dk was averaging 15 yards per reception well mm-hmm. he it might have been a five yards at the catch but he then muscled his way for 10 more yards you know okay and he's fast like, too yeah, yeah exactly he's fast yeah. and he's also big that, whereas tyler lockett's fast but he's also and that came small. out to approximately 250 more yards than lockett uh similar targets 132 to lockett's 129 oh, i'm sorry reverse that 132 yeah. for lockett to dk's 20 129 resulting in Lockett being much more efficient percentage-wise with a catch percentage of 75.8, which is great. Uh, yeah. Among the league's best at wide receiver. But again, this is deceiving. And I think we touched on it when we talked about DK and we all and uh, Russell being allowed to cook or not. You have to be concerned about the volume. You have to be concerned about Lockett regressing because I think what these 
couple stats we've mentioned and how he finished fantasy wise and what you said about his inconsistency for 10 games is DK's clearly the guy that they want. So if you lose, I think he's clearly the guy that Russell Wilson is like first looking at too. For like sure. it might not have been, it might not have been that way the first like two or three weeks, but as the season went along, like you could watch some Seattle games and it was like DK was the first look for sure. And maybe, and maybe, and maybe little, like we were a little and, concerned and, at the beginning of the year. Yeah, you're right, but no, it's clear and, now. And, and sometimes it was almost to Russell Wilson, Wilson's detriment that he was almost like Forcing looking at DK it. too long. Oh, okay, I understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like he could have maybe been looking at, um, I'm sorry, uh, David Moore or a tight end or mm-hmm. something. Like, yeah, you know, like I know DK is really good, and I and I love him to death. But um, I mean, I would have his man babies if I could. Um, that's not true. Um. I'm but, good. Uh, that's, that's all I got on him. Yeah, yeah, we're on the yeah, same page. I, there I just lock it. I think he's the first guy on this list that I really don't see replicating this season. He's actually. a great example of don't believe you know statistics only are a medium. If, you know, don't. Well, don't, and don't, if you if you look at if you I'm look a big at stats uh, guy, but it's misleading. He's not efficient. <laughs> he's not. Just well, um, well. If you just if you just look at the end of the season totals, you're like, wow, this guy was really good. But then you start looking at individual games, and then you kind of start like, no, like at least in our case, fantasy me, points, targets. Least, I'm not gonna, but I mean, like, I remember how these games, some of these games went too, and it's just like, oh, I got yeah. your eyeball, yeah, yeah, like you actually saw it, yeah. Especially mm-hmm. DK, you so, like to watch your fair, fair share of DK, yeah. No, I think, uh, yeah, yeah, I agree, I agree. DK's probably arrows pointing up and Tyler's probably pointing down next year but we'll see when we get down to draft time August and stuff. Let's, let's move on to number 11 here. Um, yep. Number 11 is Mike Evans. Mike Evans is not the guy that we thought was going to end up on this list preseason. Um, I, You know, speaking of, of a disparity between targets and receptions and everything 109 targets 70 receptions a just barely over a thousand yards of one thousand six yards, mm-hmm. thirteen touchdowns. That saved him. Those touchdowns saved him. Yep, exactly. But if, do you remember? Like, I think it was like week through the first five weeks, Mike Evans had like six or seven touchdowns, and he had in like one of those weeks he only had two yards and he had two touchdowns. I do. Now that you say that, I do. That was the um, he had, two for he two. Had two catches, two yards, two touchdowns. And probably never see that again. The, the 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 important thing to mention there, now that you say that, Josh, I think is that to me, when I see 13, 14, 15 touchdowns statistically, I'm like, okay, I'm gonna expect a regression next season. You know, and, um, and not always. That's what I'm getting at here with Mike Evans. I think he's one of those players that you can probably rely on every season for double digit touchdowns. Like he's just the size. He's gonna get targeted. Now he's got a more accurate quarterback. Uh, he's probably more dependable in that category than most. So that's the point I'm trying to make. And I think it bears out right here in this stat line that you just I read suppose off. I just, there's also the uh, hands issue with Mike Evans too. And that's part of the reasons why he's didn't catch 39 of his targets. He's yeah, not 70%. the greatest. He's not, he is, does less. not have um, the greatest hands. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I but he's a big guy and he, and he fair. really excels in the, he, he's a big guy and he excels in the red zone and it's, that's that's where I'm getting. Yeah, that's where I'm saying he's going to be getting a red zone target every year. And, and he has some career, decent probably. speed too. If he could just catch, if he could just catch the darn ball, like mm-hmm. I feel, you know, he did could, you did, let me go back real quick. Did you 
Oh, okay. He's dancing. I thought maybe you had a, a, an image of him like, oh, oh, putting his hands on his helmet. No, I dropped the ball. Darn it. <laughs> uh, some of these pictures I chose, I chose because like the DK Metcalf one, I wanted that picture. Even oh, though yeah. it didn't turn out to be like Dude, you've nailed it every time. You've, na you've nailed it every time so far. Good pictures. Uh, some of these, some of these pictures though, are just like, this was the best looking picture I could get to. Like, best high quality up. res image. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I got gotcha. you. We got to go, go with what we got. <laughs> But yep. uh, I don't have a ton more on him. I just think I think we hit on it with the red zone target stuff is going to be there probably each year. However, you'd expect some inconsistency because of number one, he likes to drop it. Number two, he's got mouths to feed there, so to speak. Other yep. mouths. He's, he's got he's got competition in the wide receiver core. Mm -hmm. And even if they lose, if they lose either AJ Brown or AJ Brown, um, uh, uh, Antonio Brown. <laughs> Antonio, sorry, I had to think for a second too. <laughs> uh, Antonio, if they lose Antonio Brown and or Chris Godwin, there's always Scotty Miller there, and like, and Scotty Miller's really, really fast. He's the fastest guy on that team right now. So yeah, if they lose Chris Godwin, awesome. that play was awesome. What's that? That play was awesome to Scotty Miller in the playoff game. Did you see how he lined? How his stance was like almost like a sprinter. He was low to the ground. Like usually, uh -huh. you're kind of standing upright with your arms kind of dangling. Looking at down the line of scrimmage, he was like huddled down, like pow, shot out of a cannon. That that defender was not ready for that guy coming straight at him with that speed. It was it was an awesome no. play. But uh, apparently, Scotty Miller uh, challenged Tyreek Hill to a to a foot race too. Oh, is this some online thing? I didn't like some twi uh, yeah, Twitter thing uh, or something. It might have been some Twitter some, thing or something. Some Twitter like I, don't know <laughs> I didn't know about like, this. Dude, you better be really sure about yourself because Terry Kill is crazy fast. Uh, yeah, I, I, to be clear uh, for all our listeners and viewers at home, I am not on that side of the equation at this point i still I'll, I'll take tyreek hill but uh, i'm not basing it off I that one play okay okay we're on i'm just that's funny because that play i mean that one play is eye-catching but i'm not basing it off one play <laughs> um i don't have yeah i don't have much else to say about mike evans um he, i mean he's been in, he's been in top he's been in a wide receiver one in the past too i don't think I don't think he was last season, but he was two years ago. He was also getting so, volumes in with Jameson just ripping it. Yeah, every, but I mean, but I mean, know, like, so it, it's not moves. a fluke that he's. It's not a, necessarily a fluke that he's on this again. List, again, the at. touchdowns, the red zones, the red yep. zone targets. Yep, he's going to be in the um, leaders. I think, I think he had a little. Bit, I think he had some more yardage with Jameis, but for sure, I, um, I think he sniffed thirteen or fifteen hundred in one of those seasons for sure. Feels like, yeah, feel, and he also had right. double digit touchdowns and again, yeah. yep. Mm -hmm. yeah, all right let's move on to our last guy here uh we got we got alan robinson he's uh, he is man I, I you know i really like alan robinson i'm not gonna lie like i loved his talent even when he was with jacksonville mm -hmm. i questioned his decision to go to the bears i know we've talked about this in the past i don't really want to quite go over that again sure but I, I i love this number right here 151 targets um, a big disparity in receptions and targets, but when you take into account that your quarterbacks were Mitch Trubisky and Nick Foles, like I'm willing to forgive that. Mm -hmm. And you know, 1200, uh, 1250 yards, you know, I'd like to see more touchdowns with better quarterback that each number could easily jump. I, 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 I don't want to play the speculation game, but I would just say that if my Colts could hammer down a quarterback and bring this guy in too oh, i would love this so much so perfect that'd much. be a great fit yep but, um, um 
I don't know. I don't see him returning to the Bears next season unless the Bears somehow secure a Deshaun Watson. You know, I don't really know. I don't really know that there's any other quarterbacks on the move this season of any significance other than Deshaun Watson at this point. Assuming Stafford is actually going to the Rams and it wasn't just smoke and mirrors. Oh, no. That report that came out last night. I'm going to assume not, yeah. Um, You're saying, is he going to hold out? Is he under contract? No, he's not under contract with the Bears. Oh, for as soon as this this season? Wow, okay. This coming season, you know what I mean? Oh wow! No, his, um, his contract's done. He's he's played out his contract. Yeah, no, he's out of there probably. Okay. Um, six, but you know he managed with all that being said, a sixty-seven point five catch percentage is is amazing for what he had to deal with, and to still yeah. finish at number twelve in fantasy. Yeah, it, it just with shows, only six touchdowns too. It should reinforce uh, the fantasy believers in Allen Robinson, the the believers in the talent that we're on the right track that. He is. If he goes to a team elite. with with a with with a semi competent quarterback next year, that's what exactly like yeah. say, like say um oh who needs one besides I guess Colts don't have one at this point um I'm trying trying to think here I am um say the Texans okay okay what, say the Texans keep Sean Watson they make him happy by getting Allen Robinson <sighs> boom right there done gotta be agreed gotta be in the second I don't think it happens though pick. I think I think Watson's gone but. You, that's a good example of a team if Watson were there. I agree. And you know, honestly, if I'm that G, if I'm that new GM for the Texans, if I'm that new GM for the Texans mm-hmm. and that new head coach, I'm going to be like, this is our plan. We're going to go out and we're going to try and get Allen Robinson. We're going to do our best. We're not going to sell the farm to get him, but we're going to make him a really solid offer. If some team one ups us, we can't do anything about that. But we also mm-hmm. want to bring back Will Fuller too. We want to get. We want to try and draft a better running back for you. We want to try and uh, get this offensive line. But like you know, I'm. T- I'm. I think right that right there is a good start of an argument of why Deshaun or yeah Deshaun should stay. It's in, the in approach Houston. I would take. I agree with you. Try and say. Try and save the ship, so to speak. Here we'll do yeah, this. Try we'll and, do this. Try and pack the holes in, in the. Yeah, you make four or two again. Oh, whew, with uh, Robinson Dude, he, being the well, one. Or Fuller was a, was like wide receiver ten. Until he got suspended, I agree. I agree. I think he's. I think he's so, even more talented than I'm, I was I'm, giving him credit for. But just the other things we have. to Well, do with, it, with the thing with Fuller was 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 always it wasn't talent. It was health. It was exactly, him yeah. staying healthy. And he showed and that. He more or less did that. I think yeah, he missed a game, he, but, but he also took PDs to get there. So, uh, well, I mean, we're not a doctor. We can't speculate whether that was the reason. But those two and, things, and also happen. what he what he took to was you know I don't know. And was, how much they're like, like, is that really going to up your game that much, dude? Oh, okay. Like, so it was a substance that wasn't it's like not, clearly a, yeah, uh, it, it, was, it wasn't okay. like a, you know, it was probably uh, a hormone Jose thing. Canseco was, was injecting, was injecting steroids into his butt, you know, like, yes, that, it wasn't not, that from the 90s. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. Let's, 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 let's important to make that distinction. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. And I didn't realize it was something that could be construed as less minor or as more minor. Um, but you know, again, Health, uh, I think his contract is up. Fuller's is. Uh, but anyway, I guess we're talking about Allen Robinson, not the Texans. But uh, yeah, that'd be a good example of a team to go to. Absolutely, he would. God, that would be great offense. Yeah, I just but, I don't know what I don't really off the top of my head. I don't really know what other team he would go to. Yeah, that yeah. like has a quarterback that's going to be really really good to really elevate Allen Robinson to potentially a wide other wide receiver number one. You know, like he has that talent, but mm-hmm. 
as far as teams that are looking for that sort of thing, I don't know. I mean, Cleveland, I don't think Baker's that good to, to I, really yeah, elevate. I would hesitate there. Um, I'm looking at a list. Sorry if my screen is bright. Trying to brainstorm. Um, I mean, maybe, maybe Cincinnati. Like, that would actually be a really great fit for him. Yeah, but I like Tiggins too much. Tiggins is not as good as... I like Tiggins a lot. No, no, I'm not saying that. No, 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 not at all. Could Tiggins one day, maybe? No, he's not as fast. Okay, fair. Really? Anyways. um, We'll get off that. That's been our our, our top 12 right there. Yeah. Um, yeah. You can always email us at Amazing Fantasy Football. We have a Discord thing going on. I know it's the off-season and everything, but hey... You know, like, well, there's just some general, um, you know, shooting the breeze sort of stuff in there, mm-hmm. too. And, I'll leave some links below for Discord and uh, what else we have going on our Twitch it, channel. Oh, we, we haven't done um, any. Uh, uh, go ahead. Sorry. I, I would know. I didn't have anything to say. Oh, uh, I was just going to say we haven't. Uh, you were doing a little bit of housekeeping. There's some other housekeeping to do. Uh, we didn't talk about the NFL. I'm sorry. We didn't talk about the Super Bowl or the NFL draft yet. We're tossing back and forth the idea of some streams some live streams uh but in the description below i'll link our um, twitch i'll link my twitch and discord um to give you a heads up on this not to talk about it on i did take the night of the draft off the next day in case i get a little intoxicated nice. so if you want to do a stream then um you'll be present nice yeah, yeah i'll definitely about. be present for all of it so yeah. So let's, forgive us at home. We don't have a time. Do okay, so we're going to go ahead and say that we're going to do a stream for the yeah, NFL draft. The, the first round, that is. Um, there We will be doing a little drinking during it, I'm assuming. Um, at least that's my plan, unless I decide to go sober April, May. People do that? Okay. Um, but yeah, it'll be more, it'll be a, kind of a, the other format. The live, well, it won't be. It'll be more of a live, kind of a fun format it won't be recorded Which in that and, case just go to twitch tv and yeah, search for TV, amazing, amazing fantasy football i'll link it down below yeah. so that way you'll see our twitch channel and our discord for amazing fantasy football and then i'll go and link my uh, little twitch channel there where i do computer stuff <laughs> that and way you, you, you can, can look for you that can, you can also email us and give us some feedback on this sort and of I'll, thing yeah, too exactly um if you are if you're watching us on youtube we have the show available in podcast format yes um if you're listening to this in podcast and you haven't figured it out by now you can watch us on youtube um you know and we're we're amazing fantasy football just about everywhere so whatever you know um our email is amazing ffb because amazing fantasy football is way too long for an email address that is amazing a m a z i n g f f b at gmail.com and give us some feedback. Um, I'm hoping by next weekend we will have, we will be available on Apple Podcasts or whatever the heck that they're calling it nowadays. Mm-hmm. I, um, it's just, it's an extra couple of steps to, to take to go through their rigmarole or whatever, however you say that. So until then, everyone, we have a show coming up. Our next week's show is wide receivers 13 through 24. So until then, I will see you all then. Bye, everybody. Goodbye. Have a good day. Stay safe.